2: Back, welcome to another episode of Talking Upstream. Literally, my favorite show that comes out on Sundays on our YouTube channel. Uh, my favorite favorite show ever. Uh, (laughs) and if you know us, uh, we are some nobodies. My name is Zach. This is Dylan over here. We're content creators. Uh, and if you know this show, then you know what we do is we find movies that we absolutely love and we reach out to the the creators of those, and we want to pick their brain, we want to see why they do what they do, how they do what they do, and um how they continue to make things that impress me and i've watched billions of movies and i'm still just uh being caught off guard by how good movies can be uh dylan and i went to movies not so long ago and uh we saw a, a beautiful movie which le- you know left us in tears and then just this week we we had to watch another movie for this interview which We're going to get into it.
1: It's been an emotional day. But I'll tell you, I'm a little dehydrated. Uh,
2: And, you know, the thing is, we make a lot of content. And we were talking a little bit backstage um, with with, with our guests this week. And, you know, we make a lot of content. We we come up with a lot of ideas. And we always think, like, hey, who would be good in this movie? Who would be good in this project? And I never really thought to myself, like, I would be good in this. I should be in my own stuff. Uh, Which is cool. Uh, But... What we have here dylan do you want to uh introduce who the guest of the week is and, and why i just said what i said
1: yeah so uh <laughs> this week we will be joined by actor chris mulkey and suzanne johnson of course i say actor but they do a lot more than just that and the reason i'm saying that because the movie that we're probably going to talk most about this week was i believe produced mm-hmm. and written mm-hmm. not written produced not written. and starred produced and starred mm-hmm. starring these two uh and they've done a whole lot of other stuff that we can talk to them about. So without further ado, here's Chris Mulkey and Suzanne Johnson. Hey, hello. Hey, hello. How are you?
2: Oh, Chris Mulkey. What a beautiful background there. Miss Johnson. Very nice to meet you. Thank you guys very much for, thank you very much for taking your time uh, to just chat with us who are a bunch of nobodies. Um, but, yeah, uh, like Dylan said, The the World Without You is, is the movie that really caught us off guard. And uh, yeah, not, not that we weren't expecting anything. It's just, you know, we watch a lot of stuff. And uh, some movies, you're like, oh, this movie was made to, to make money. Um, but then every once in a while, you get a movie that just has, like, passion to it. And it's got just such an, an intelligent storyline. And it's delivered in such, uh, such a timely and, and perfectly well-done manner. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you, number one, for making this movie. Uh, oh, and, if it's, yes. and if it's, if it's, if it's okay, um, welcome. yeah. Um, now Miss Johnson, if we can uh, start with you, um, sure. w- when you, when this project came to you, uh, how, actually, if you don't want to start about how that started, because I know that it was adapted from a novel. Now, yes. did you, did you know about it from the novel part of you? Yeah.
0: Yes. I actually found it. Um, oh. it, it love the book. I uh, saw myself in Maryland and um was looking for a way to uh kind of I don't know bring about my career a little bit. I started in it pretty late um uh, compared to most other people and and the, the story resonated with me. I I saw myself in Maryland and I just felt like it was something that needed to be told visually.
2: Yeah. Now, I absolutely love that, especially like, you know, look at the cover box. It kind of gives you a rough idea. I use cover box because I'm a 90s kid and I grew up in Blockbuster video. Uh, But like the the main poster or the icon. (laughs) Uh, And and you look at it, you're like, okay, this is going to be some some emotion and some feeling to it. And there's obviously some war drama and stuff. Um, But what was it specifically about this story that you thought needed to be told? Well,
0: you have to remember... I'm looking at it from a mother's viewpoint and a mother's uh, It's a mother's story. I felt like, I guess it could be, it could be looked at in a lot of different ways, but for me, I felt like, um, people needed to see what happens to a family after such a tragic loss, you know, so many, so many films and stories deal with the immediate aftermath. What is everybody doing, and how is everybody feeling? But a year later, you don't so much see that. So have people moved on? What's happened to the family dynamic? Um, who is doing well and who's doing not and not doing well? and i I thought that uh, this story told that pretty well. Yeah,
2: I agree. Now, Mr. Mulkey, when, when mm-hmm. did you get in in part of into this production i know you're you're a producer as well um but your role is is very big being like the father that kind of is really trying hard to keep all these people together uh through a, a breaking
3: point you know and that that's mm-hmm. interesting um when was it in the production that you got involved well, i was cast in the movie uh, i got a call from my agent saying that that uh, the roles offered to me. And by the way, hi, Suzanne. Nice hey, to see you. Chris, <laughs> it's
0: so good to see your face.
3: <laughs> you too, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just catch up for a minute. Yeah, um, cool. yeah I time. just, uh, but um, it was so great working with Suzanne. And I, I'm, I'm so thankful that they called me up. I followed the Daniel Pearl story, mm-hmm. uh, the execution of uh, the American journalist by, uh, by ISIS. And that was broadcasts on the internet. And um, my heart went out to them, the family. So to answer your question, Zach, I was um, just cast in the movie. They they sent me the script and I read it. Oh my God, I love this. Um, I love it because I followed the story. Um, uh, and on a personal level, um, it was about a, a little over a year since I had lost my wife. Um, and so to do this movie about a father who, um, who is dealing with the loss of someone and trying to keep the family together, uh, it was, uh, too, uh, uh I don't know, too amazing. It was, uh, so, so I went into, I went into the movie with that on my shoulders and, and it was, uh, it was a really great experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I have to say, and, and I, and I was speaking to you, Mr. Mulkey about this. Uh, You know, backstage. But this movie, it it really, uh, it caught me emotionally... More than I wanted it to,
0: more than I was expecting it to.
2: Uh, you know, I, I was like watching it, and I, and, you know, I knew that I had to like do some more stuff. Um, but I, I had this thing where I just could not leave my living room. I kept trying to like walk to the mm. kitchen to make food, and I'm like, well, I just, I this this yeah. scene is really, really important, and it was so interesting to to follow this story, but not really get political about anything. You know what? Yeah, yeah it is this story, but what you're getting is. And, and, the, and, and I, I take a lot of notes while I'm writing movies, and, and I'm hoping I'm, that I'm getting this right. But to me, it was so interesting to see every single spot of a timeline in love. You, you see the people mm. that are just falling in love. You're seeing people that are falling out of love. You see people that are trying to have a, a, a life. You're seeing people mm. that are really thinking like, this probably shouldn't go. Um, and it was so beautifully done how you worked all those stories together. Um, now, Ms. Johnson, what was it like mm-hmm. working with, like, someone to adapt this novel into such a well-written storyline?
0: Uh, we had an amazing um, screenwriter, Daniel Pulick. Uh This is kind of his forte, <clears throat> these types of stories. And we did have quite a bit of input from the author himself to try to uh, capture who this family was. You know, because this this is a very particular type of family. It's not your run-of-the-mill, you know, boisterous blue-collar family. It was it was a very secular Jewish family who has its own belief system, um, and you know, with each member having a little bit different belief system. But um, working with him, it was pretty effortless. You know, he, he brought it to us what we thought should be written. I mean, it, you know, it, it it was this is my first experience doing any of this. And so it was all learning on my part, um, the process and and what it takes. And so I was lucky in that respect that we had somebody who was gifted at doing this. So we didn't have to we didn't have to do a lot of work to the
3: script to make it what it was. No, we didn't noodle with the scenes too much at all. Um, no. And um they were they were, both of them were on the set uh, a couple days um mm-hmm. as I recall mm-hmm. and uh you know they were happy so we didn't <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's was okay. And I said all my words, you know, it's okay, but uh <laughs> Say all my words, mm-hmm. yes, you did. Um, yeah, I did. did. And yeah. then some. I think I may have, yeah, I may have added. Um, there was no, always that's a,
0: good. No, 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 no. You were, <laughs> it was, it was amazing working with Chris. Just
3: you are we know, gonna do it on
0: and off screen, the, the guitar <laughs> serenading everybody. And no. he's, you know, I don't know how many, well you know Chris, but. He's a lot of fun to work with. He
3: just oh yeah yeah, yeah. he is uh, yeah yeah we have a good time are <laughs> we gonna, I always I go I go um are we gonna do it that way really are we gonna do, I mean it's okay <laughs> it's okay if we do it that way but are, are we gonna do it that way I mean it's not for nothing but this is what I'm thinking maybe <laughs> maybe we don't do it that way what do you think I mean what do you and think you
0: were spot on every time yeah. <laughs>
3: you know,
0: nine times out of ten. It, we, we would do it both ways, and then his way ended up in the final cut.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I the, the, yeah. well, actually, the first time that uh I got misty eyed of the movie is uh, you're seeing uh, Mr. Mulkey on the porch, uh, when mm-hmm. you're sitting in the chair and you're talking to uh, your one daughter. I just thought that yeah. that scene it, it there. The, the, you know, it, in movies, you always hear people saying you got to show and not tell. And there isn't a lot of lines in that scene, but there's so much emotion to the things that you're mm-hmm. not saying in there. And mm-hmm. I just absolutely loved it. And okay. one of the things that really stuck to me mm-hmm. when I started watching this before, you know, the storylines and everything was the casting. And the casting is spectacular. Now, Ms. Johnson, how, how much into the casting were, were you involved in?
0: Well, somewhat, somewhat. I, you know, we had Valerie McCaffrey, as our casting director and so, and and I have to say between her and this script, I mean, we had people coming to us. Uh, it was just, the script sold itself, sold the movie and um, and people really got behind it. They really did. Uh, and Valerie, Valerie got it to, to the right people. I mean, you know, don't undervalue a good casting director.
3: It was yeah. amazing and Annika, played Annika who's a who's playing she, my daughter. Do- she it. was oh, great a great actress and mm-hmm. and a a dear family friend. And suddenly um, she's playing my daughter. It was what? Just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you guys have a conversation like the night before you guys are both going and you're having a conversation? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to Chicago to do a movie. She goes yeah. So am I. <laughs> what movie? And <laughs> wait a minute, you're going to play
3: my daughter? I think I that, know, was that was it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, I think huh. that was the, that that was was the such deal. A great story. Wow. And yeah. then, and then Annika produced another movie um, and, um, and so-called killing yeah. Eleanor yeah. and uh, I played her father again. Mm-hmm. Man, so I don't know. You know, it's wild. But yeah, we had this. I, I, you're going to Chicago, really? Yeah, I'm doing this thing. I, this about this this great family drama. I'm doing a family drama too. What's it about? What? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, really good. Yeah every every single
2: scene that that the story developed into, it's like okay, now this is my new favorite scene. This scene is so needed. And you know, when you look back at a movie, it's like ah, uh, you know, you could have could have probably trimmed that scene out. Now this movie didn't have any of those scenes. Every one of those scenes are, are mm-hmm. so impactful. Uh, now, How much on set were you guys for the scenes that you weren't really in and for instance there's a couple sex scenes that are very awkward uh and and it's great that you know that that sex is depicted uh more like real life you know Mm -hmm. sometimes in movies it's like oh we had sex let's go do what we do but that's not how it works sometimes in real life so i've been hurt yeah as as i've been told (laughs) um now were you on were you on set for like all of those awkward scenes or was that more like let's let these two actors do their thing
3: no, I, I'm I'm never there unless you need me. I'm I'm never there. <laughs>
0: as as a producer, I was there pretty much every day. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. so yeah. And then that was like one of the funniest experiences of my life watching them film that scene
2: yeah because uh, yeah because the scene awesome. unfolds and, and uh and dylan I, i'm gonna remind you of the scene uh <laughs> it, it, they're trying to like you know have sex in the bed and it's just not really working and they're trying a bunch of different ways and then it gets like really kind of graphic uh <laughs> and all i was thinking of at the time was like who else is in this room especially when you know he's like uh, oh nuts. put your put your fingers in my mouth and i'm like <laughs> oh my god i wonder you know, because I'm like, did they set up a camera and everyone leave and just let them two do this, or, uh, yeah, or was that, or was they that in did. the script? We were was,
0: outside. That we were outside.
2: Yeah. What yeah. was like? What, wow. what was that in the script exactly like that, or do you kind of allow no. the, the actors to to, no. to play <laughs> uh, ad They they
0: created. I have to tell you, they worked on that scene ahead of time. They created that scene. Hmm. That was something that they took you know they took the dialogue and they worked on it themselves and created what you saw it was
2: amazing yeah that scene was so so cool uh (laughs) i really just i fell in love with this movie and i uh, i didn't want i didn't want to i have too many friends uh and and now i have uh, a new best friend which is this movie so i'm definitely gonna (laughs) tell all my friends to watch it um now you know. Looking, you, you guys worked with a first-time director who, who did uh, two, two two short films before this, but this was like the first you know feature He's length directorial debut. Yeah. Now, what was that like finding a director for this?
0: Well, he came on. He was from the beginning. He was actually my acting coach. Oh, okay. Cool. And oh. so we worked together to uh, to find the project and um, and then develop it. So you know he's he was i didn't have to find him we found everybody else but i didn't have Mm. to find him
2: yeah great vision i mean the the shots were dynamic and i'm like oh this guy's a first-time filmmaker that's cool um now obviously we don't want to take up all of your time with just this movie because you guys do a lot of stuff uh and similar i talk a lot and i barely let dylan ever speak (laughs) dylan do you have any (laughs) questions do you have any questions for these two
1: well, I'm thinking like you're working with a bunch of like first, not first timers, but relatively, you know, new people on this one. Has that compared to like, how is that compared to other productions that either of you have worked on in the past from any position you've been in?
3: I'll let Chris answer this. Well, I, I've done, I think at last count I've done, I just finished, I think I just finished my 112th movie mm-hmm. like last week. Uh, this uh, thing called Bean Randy uh, about uh, growing up in so San Fernando Valley in 1978. And um, it's kind of like licorice pizza. It's coming of age drama, um, comedy, comedy, comedy drama. But um, so I've done like all kinds of first time directors, not first time. I, I did a movie called whiplash, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Damien Chazelle um, had done a short and won Best Short at um at Sundance and then came to me and said, Would you play the would you play the Uncle? And I went, Yeah, it's great, it's a great script, you know. And so and he was terrific from the get go. And then, you know, I've done movies with Walter Hill and, you know, long guys that have done like sixty movies and I mean um yeah, so we had a, we had a, we, we breezed right through this. It was good. We had a good team. Mm-hmm. Our DP, Suzanne, let's talk about our DP. He was great. I mean, yeah. He's just yeah. a great shooter. I mean, he got the great shots. It looks great. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, so, so we didn't really have any, we didn't get stuck in the mud at all. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, I suggest a lot of stuff. And, um, which is good. So, so it's a lot good. of the stuff that, so I helped. Uh, I helped. Uh, I helped move some of the shots along and mm-hmm. find some of the stuff. And uh, thank
0: God. Yes. That,
3: thank God. Yeah, that served. That served us. I thought. Well, you know. You know.
0: Yes, it does. It does. And and you know, it's a team. It's a team effort. And mm. it's wonderful when you have somebody who's seasoned like Chris, and you know the whole cast was seasoned except for me, huh. honestly. <laughs> um, so you know, it was. <clears throat> You couldn't. I couldn't have asked for a more generous, welcoming cast to take somebody who had been doing this for. When we shot the film, I had only been do, in acting for three years, mm-hmm. and had I had some independent films under my belt um, and a lot of student films, but this was my. When I made the decision to do this, it was kind of like you know the the adage, "Go big or go home." So. Mm-hmm. Did something that was ambitious and versus safe, and so, and it and it turned out, you know, that, yeah. but but in part by this amazing cast that knew what they were doing, and so you know, I'm trying to produce and I'm trying to act at the same time, and um, so they took up the slack and helped me. Uh, yeah,
3: we couldn't tell it was your first or your second or your third. I mean. That's very was, generous. You were in the flow. You were in the flow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was, it was having
0: fun and and you know, it's just when you when you jibe, when everybody works together for a come everybody loved the film. Mm-hmm. They 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 did. They wouldn't have done it otherwise. I it's it you know, it was it certainly wasn't anything you would do for the money because
3: yeah.
0: it's an independent yeah. film.
3: Nobody's gonna get wealthy on that. Yeah, I, so. I wore some of your husband's clothes. <laughs> you did. Yeah, they they uh, <laughs> The we didn't my like ex-husband. the couch. My ex husband, yeah. Your ex husband, my ex husband. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought now that you're not together, I thought I would get that shirt, you know. You like, know,
0: I, I actually said something about it. Hey, that's my shirt. Gave me a dirty look, you dirty yeah, yeah
3: probably did. Yeah, yeah. Now, with the, the gag, was that we were in the we were shooting the kitchen, one of the kitchen scenes, and the costumer had me in um, a beige shirt, kind of like the back wall back there. And yeah. the, and also, and then the kitchen was painted, kind of a beige. And so I'm standing there and I'm looking, I'm good. I, I said, I'm disappearing. I, you know, I'm you can't see what's going, you know, what's going on. So, um, so um, Suzanne went upstairs and said, how about a red shirt? And so I went, yeah, baby, come on. It's in a red shirt. <laughs> so, and it fit me perfectly. It was great. And, but I'm, I, I, I can't find one of those. I've been to a lot of department stores. Okay, no, we'll, we'll talk I later. I will I'll find one. you one. Yeah, yeah. actually,
2: oh. D- Dylan and I will send you a red shirt. That's the yeah. Beautiful. Okay, good.
3: <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. couple of our it's, official it's,
2: some nobody shirts. We'll send you.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's good. I'm i large. You know. It's okay. Perfect. It. Uh, yeah.
2: now Ms. Johnson, you know, when watching this movie, uh, there, there no one stood out to me as like oh, they're a brand new actor. Everyone just really just, you know, and, and you, to me, you had one of the toughest scenes, which is that one major dinner scene where the conversation, <laughs> where the conversation of, you know, uh, uh, you know, Chris says that he has three kids and you say you have four kids, uh, which is just, uh, which is a, a very powerful scene. Um, you know, what was it like knowing you were taking on such a big role in, in such an emotional scene?
0: I, you know what? I, I prepared ahead of time. Uh I, you know what? When you're when you're in the moment, you just I, I just put my blinders on. I just because like moments before there had been some catastrophe, that the the first ad came and said, "Hey, I need your producer hat on," and so I said, "Okay," so I've got to go do this scene. But okay, and I we solved it, and then I just mm. took a deep breath, and so I just didn't think about it. I I knew who she was. Uh, I she's so much like me. Um, And, and, you know, the storyline, the relentless pursuit of, of the truth. And, you know, her kids are just everything to her and um, the deterioration of her marriage. I mean, all of those things I could, uh, it just, it was just sort of effortless. Yeah. Yeah, This
3: is the, and we haven't said this yet, but the film is about, is about the year memorial uh, of the death of uh, the execution of our son mm-hmm. in in the Middle East, and so it's 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 the honoring of his life, and it's uh, it's um, so everyone, all the all the daughters come to the house with their respective men, and and we um and we we honor our our dead son's life, and and, and the um,
0: Fisbee, our daughter-in-law,
3: mm-hmm. and uh, and our daughter-in-law, yes. and not all, like any a fairly large family not all the pieces fit i can tell you that not all the pieces fit with my brothers and sisters but Mm -hmm. we get we get through it and um yeah and then so this is the the celebration and the discomfort and the and Mm -hmm. and the pain of the loss yeah Um, that's what the movie's about and everybody kind of goes out the other side at the end of the movie with a new perspective and um you know and great love so it's it's really nice it's good yeah That's, oh. there's I, I, the movie bang
2: yeah i love the way that it depicts family because in most families it's the people in the family because they're almost too close they don't really respect each other the right way and mm-hmm. then th- the scene that really got me the most was where the grandmother breaks it down and was like mm-hmm. look yeah. everyone who's not part of this family is seeing things the right way and mm-hmm. i thought that that was the perfect way to kind of sum up a family because sometimes you're so close to each other that you don't say the things that you want to say and that was an impactful scene you know knowing that uh 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 our arm armon yeah, yeah i when he goes to get the grandmother i was like oh my god this is so yeah. perfect for this man to do this mm-hmm. um now miss johnson knowing you had like you know the dinner scene earlier the grandmother scene like this as a producer, what, what scene were you most excited to watch unfold and watch come into creation?
0: Um, probably the second dinner scene where there's kind of a confrontation with Disby. And, well, it's not a confrontation, but it's just everything sort of comes to a head, which leads me into this, the big discovery about but I think my favorite scene, actually, and, and I wasn't even the key focus of the scene, was was uh, um, Annika's scene where she makes the big reveal. You know, what is this all about and what is her secret? And I, I enjoyed that probably the most, as a producer of any scene in the movie, she was extraordinary. And um, just, it really moved me. And I've, I've seen the movie a hundred times, you know, cause I, in post production you watch it yeah. over and over again. And that, that scene will still bring me to tears.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen this movie twice this week and, and I'll say <clears> the part, the thing that really stands out to me, uh, well, not the thing, a billion things stand out to me about this film. Um, but one of them was the fact of like, it has that sliding door aspect to it. Like, you know, he, and he says, Leo says a couple of times, you know uh, you're on a train to somewhere Uh, Mm -hmm. How do you know if you got on the wrong train? And it's, and it's an interesting dynamic to say, like, what would happen if I did get on the wrong train? And, and, you know, and how would, how would everybody's life change by one little moment being different? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's gorgeous. Um, I, I really can't stop falling over this movie, and it's annoying, and I'm very. Sorry I,
0: about and that.
2: I no, it's not.
3: No, it's
0: is great. <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: This uh, not good. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna
2: I'm gonna uh, uh, switch it up a little bit now, Mr. Mulkey. You have uh, like you said a, a lot of credits uh, going on. Now it, I know you have coming out recently, uh, coming out soon. You have a, a thriller set in upstate New York. You have uh, an immigration border drama that we talked about uh, backstage. You also have a, mm-hmm. an 1880s western coming out uh, as well well as being you know in my in my world of, of nerds known for twin peaks yeah having having the range of all that how do you like what, what do you go towards for like a next project is there like a a, a genre that you prefer or is it the script that gets you or, or or what what's your process?
3: I think to answer your question I think it's the script that gets me and um I just kind of stumble forward you know I just people call me up and I you know read the scripts and I'll do them or I won't do them. Um, yeah, I mean, w- Mother May I was this thriller uh, that we did um, a year ago in June in upstate New York. And uh, and it's really a three-hander about this, the personality of the dead, of this, uh, this the dead mother takes over the, the personality of the young wife at the, at the, uh, in the house when the, when the husband and wife go back to clear everything out and she becomes the mother and um, I'm I play the mother's um, lover and so he enters into this uh, situation and so suddenly the wife is the mother and I'm going who are you you know and uh, so that's very interesting but then the the border drama um it's called deadland uh, uh robert rodriguez's wife uh, elizabeth uh, produced it and it's about um it's about all the uh the people who've been killed on the border by the uh you know uh you know coyotes and the uh, the border patrol and uh and i'm not a good guy i'm not a good guy okay and then the 1880s then there's a sundance film uh robert redford um is involved in this and it's uh called the redeemer and it's uh, 1880s um and raiders raid my ranch while i'm in town drinking and whoring and when i come back um my my indigenous wife has been kidnapped by the raiders and my daughter-in-law my son's been killed and i go out and i um i go out and take care of business so i yeah so sound
0: really great yeah horses, they,
3: it was horses horses and guns it's really great it's a it's, uh, Robert Cohaussi's in that. Dana Sparks, Brandon Rowe, uh, Return of Superman. Uh, me, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. So, but I've been really lucky. They let me be funny. They let me be dramatic. Um, you know, it's it been I've been really blessed. I'm thankful for that. You know, for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: I I can honestly, if I see your name or your face uh, on a cover on a cover box of a VHS, I yeah. know this movie's going to be great. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that's just. <laughs> uh, now, Ms. Johnson, I know that you're, you're working uh, in, in like the indie community a lot and you have a, yes. a new project coming on. Did you want to talk about the well, new indie project? you know,
0: I, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a I it's a writer director that I have been in a couple of his, his indie movies, um, Brad Padowski. He, um, it's actually based on a true story. Uh, It's called Silent as the Grave and it is about a uh, uh, documentary filmmaker and it's it's actually it's one of their relatives. But um, he is trying to figure out, figure out his uncle's death. And um, he fell down an elevator shaft when he was about I think he was about 15 or 16 in a bakery where he worked. And they just—they had initially ruled it as a as an accident, but some things have come to light over the years that make them question what really happened. And so mm. it's the story about that. And um, I am an executive producer on it, and um, have enjoyed working with him in the past, and am enjoying this. It's—they're uh, working on distribution right now, and um, hopefully we'll, you know. It will be put out there. I do want to do a couple of plugs for "The World Without You." We are on it. JLTV right now, um, and we've got some screenings coming up: June eleventh, September eighteenth, and December third. Um, it's been really well received on the network. Um, everybody seemed to like it. It, it. We found our we found our audience, so to speak. I think um, the other thing is is, and this is coming up probably in the next month is uh, the movie's going to be on the Real Women's Network. Um, And um, I'm really excited about that. That's a subscription streaming service. Um, This is going to be, we're going to, this will be worldwide. So we're hoping to get it out to some other um, parts of the world and maybe generate some interest in a distributor, somebody who will actually want to distribute it. So...
2: Yeah, I, I happened to stumble upon it on uh, the IMDb channel, which, yeah. which was you know, yeah, super interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love wow. it. Uh, yeah, which is great. Um, And yeah, I, I really have to say thank you guys very, very much, uh, A, for taking your time to be on here, but B, for, for bringing this story to light. It, it's an interesting thank way you. to tell a story mm-hmm. that some people know about, but it's like, well, you obviously don't know this part of it. And, you know, wrapping up in, in a kind of a, almost a thriller family drama is it, it was beautifully done. So uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to recommend it mm-hmm. to everybody. Um, Yay. And I guess before we get on to the next part of, of what yeah. the show is, Dylan, do you have any questions?
1: <laughs> I, I talk all the time. I never no. let Dylan speak at all. Uh, do you have any more questions no. uh, for our friends? For I'm fine with that, especially <laughs> now because the air quality <laughs> in Boulder has been horrendous, and I sound like a frog to my own ears. So Why? Uh, do you tsunami. have forest fire, fires? Oh, or? yeah. Fires, pollen. Yeah dust ah, yeah boulders
2: a, boulders almost always on fire now for some yeah. reason but okay oh so what we so uh <laughs> i think we do bring this show down dylan. good job uh okay oh, so yeah. what, what we do now well, do. uh <laughs> what we do now is we uh we're both going to pitch an original idea to you two uh and mm-hmm. then hopefully preferably you choose one of the two that we should work on for the remainder of whatever the show is going to be um if that's okay uh <laughs> so uh uh dylan do you want to you want
1: to go? First? I don't want to go first this time. I've gone first right. for the last few times now.
2: I'm gonna go first then. Okay, here's my idea that I would like to pitch to possibly work on. Uh, I have this idea of uh, of an elderly an elderly gentleman. Um, he has a large family, but he's in like the hospital. Uh, now it is a little bit in the future, and there's a drug that was created uh, by uh, some pharmaceutical elite that reverses am- amnesia. Um, uh Genetic? alzheimer's something like that. Alzheimer's, Dementia, yeah. yeah alzheimer's it, it, it completely brings your memories back right um so this gentleman who who's an older gentleman like a grandfather a lot of family uh he takes this this medicine and the memories that are coming back was that he was a serial killer in the 70s <gasps> he was a very very bad man before his family like blew up uh you know blew up as far as like getting big um yeah. now the only person he confides to is his nurse in the hospital and she has all of the information of all the deeds that he's done. And she does not know what to do because he's about to die. His family's beautiful and they love their grandfather, uh, but he's a very bad man. So um, hmm. yeah, I, I uh, uh, recently it turns out that what Dylan and I pitch are more premises than actual pitches. Uh, so that would be the premise <laughs> that I am uh, lobbing up for my pitch uh, for this episode. Um, yeah. So
1: that's, that's my pitch. If it okay. is a pitch. <laughs> Go ahead, I- Dylan. I tried to write a pitch, so let's see how this goes over. <laughs> okay. So, 6 months after humanity experiences a shared dream which forecasts the imminent end of the world. A pregnant librarian and her husband deal with their small town's increasing nihilism, society's breakdown, while ha- they have to hide the woman whose point of view delivered the dream. Wow. Okay. That wow. sounds that sounds professional, Dylan. It does.
3: Thank
1: you. Good job. So I have so, this like four or five episodes in a row now, and every time I've had
3: to distill it further and further down. <laughs> so so Dylan, Dylan, how does the woman who had the dream um deliver the message to the world?
1: I had not worked that out yet. Ah. Part of the show is developing it kind of as we go. So I have the basic pitch and premise planned. Yeah. And some ideas come while we kind of spitball the rest of the story. Yeah, I
2: think the way this idea started was every single person in the world over a 24-hour span of time had this same dream, uh, mm. and then they were looking at the clues in the dream to work it back to the original person, and then it was uh, that. So I think – I don't know if that that probably has yeah. changed a little bit, but uh. – Okay, I have
3: something for you. I'll get a pitch for you, okay? okay. Yeah because you know, because I kind of do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm thinking, you know, the end of the world—it's constant. You know, all these movies, "End of the World," "End of the World." You know, enough already, right? Why don't? Why doesn't she have this dream or a communication that there is another planet that is exactly like Earth, and the people are that on that planet uh, need uh, to diversify their gene pool and want? the earth, which is in imminent danger to send some of their people to that planet. And they have to figure out who gets on the jet and who, or the the rocket and who doesn't. Well, I love that Mm -hmm. Dylan. You better write that down. Uh, It is a good idea. Chris Mulkey with another writing credit. So hang on a a second. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay, nothing, nothing. That's okay, okay. But anyhow, so I'm thinking maybe that might be that might be. So that's because there are so many uh, things on Netflix and uh, and you know out there and all the streaming things. It's the end of the world. The end of the world, and it may well be the end of the world. But let's let's have another place to go and decide like who's going to yeah. get on
2: that thing and what's yeah. going to go on. And, you yeah, know, I think when I think when Dylan originally pitched it, it was interesting to me to find out like it wasn't so much the end of the world that was important; it was what the people were doing for those last eight months. It's like yeah. if you know that the world is going to end in eight months, like what would you do? Well, you know, not, um, you don't necessarily. Yeah, know. you just yeah. have
1: a vision. The vision may not come true, so there are people who probably go about living their lives like true.
2: Normal. Then you got those weirdo interneters that have to like pick apart every yeah. single part and go, "Oh, well, there's a calendar, so obviously, and you know, whatever." Okay, but either yeah. way. Mm -hmm. If you guys, if you folks choose that, we will (laughs) alter it to whatever we decide. But if it's okay Um, with you, we mm -hmm. would like to see or hear which one of those two ideas you would accept or would like us to work (laughs) on.
3: (laughs) Uh, Suzanne.
0: Well, just my first. I, I, I I like yours, Zach. I do. I just, you know, in terms of because I'm kind of all about you know, family relationships and such, and then personalities and personality disorders and what drives a person to do something. And, you know, he's at the end of his life. And I think you could do a lot of interesting things with him as a character and who is victims. I mean, you haven't even talked about who his victims were, you know, He goes to his grave and he's told this one person, what does she do with that information? Because there's probably families. And does she question him more? Does she try to find out more? Like, where are they buried? Where are the bodies? You know, Mm -hmm. can she help give closure? See, that's my kind of thing. Um, the end of the world thing just makes me feel kind of sick to my stomach. <laughs> sure,
3: yeah. Yeah. The
0: thought of the end of the world. Sure. All of that kind
3: of yeah. Thing is not. Yeah, too many, too many end of the world things. I agree with Suzanne, Zach. I kind of like your idea. If, I mean, if you don't want to go with, there's a new world out there that these guys can go to, then, okay. So I got to go with Zach, but Zach, I'm going to change your idea a little bit. Okay. okay. Yeah, please. Okay. I, I read in the paper and I think this happened in Colorado. Um, they arrested this guy, and he was like a super pedophile. He—they'd confirmed that he would committed like um, over a hundred acts of, uh, of you know, of really bad stuff. Um, and so, who does it? So. If the, if the, if the grandfather's going to be a killer, why does he kill? What's his obsession? Because there's an obsession there, right? right. When they, anybody ever does that. So what's that? Well, mm-hmm. I'm saying, why wasn't he just like a pedophile murder? So make him really bad. So really bad. And then the nurse offs. In the end, the nurse goes, mm-hmm. rips him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. You know, so that- like, He's like an
2: ex Freddy Krueger that lost all of his memories, becomes a good guy.
0: There's so many directions as you could go with this. There's so mm. many so many possibilities. And that's what yeah. I like about it. Yeah, right. I, so
2: so can we say officially that I have won this contest and my my pitch hate uh, to say uh, it. Which, Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> excellent. All right. So we're just going to spend a couple minutes yeah, kind of working angry. on it. Yeah. All right. Now, a uh, quick question. Now, uh, as writers and producers, uh, now, Suzanne, you, you know, you got the novel and you're like, I got to work this into something. Have you ever worked like on just kind of a dumb premise? And like, I really want to, I really want to really work this out. Uh, have you ever done anything from like start to finish?
0: Me? Yeah. No.
2: No. Nope.
0: no.
3: Nope. Chris? Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, I've done it. Uh, I'm in the middle of it right now. I just finished. Uh, I just finished uh, writing with my partner Jimbo Burnett. We wrote um, Meridian, which is the story of a uh, of the detective from the Meridian Mississippi Police Department that fought the Klan in 1968 and stopped the church and synagogue bombings. Um, that were perpetrated by the white knights of the imperial wizard. Yeah. So we, wow. and so I've been down in, in Mississippi um, and interviewing clan guys and talking to people for the last couple of years. So I got my Mississippi on, so Hi. I'm done. My
0: hometown. Come on home now. Jackson? Uh,
3: yeah. Jack, yeah. We've been in cool. Jackson. Yeah. So it takes place in Jackson and Meridian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's from a true story it's a, it's a biopic of luke scarborough but i have another story um a film that i wrote called zombie football which <laughs> is right straight out of here and um it has to do with um in in minneapolis uh, at halloween there's a, a two-block a stretch of bars that were they're back to back to back to back, and during Halloween everybody goes down there dressed as zombies and drinks and gets messed up for two weeks, and it's Halloween that's over. So um, this this young lady and her girlfriends all dress as lady zombies and go down there, and, and she meets a man zombie. But the conceit is that there are real zombies alive, and but they're slow, they're dangerous, but they're slow. And you can, if need be, you can rip their arm off because they're rotting anyhow. So in this bar, these two guys, they're sexually attracted and, and there's all of that. So they become lovers. And then um, the, the guy is actually um, on the practice squad for the Minnesota Vikings. And the uh, the promoter uh, Come comes up to him and says, you know, you'd be great for um my ZFL, and he says, "No, you mean the NFL?" And he said, "No, ZFL, the Zombie Football League." What? No, these players that many players can't be in the NFL anymore because they have the virus. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, I've been vaccinated, but, but they have the virus, so we have the ZFL, and we'd like to. But I know you, you're not a zombie, but you'd be a great like Tom Brady quality quarterback because you're faster and you're not rotting, and you're really great. So he goes to the. He goes to a practice and it's in—it's um, amazing, you know. I mean, uh, arms are being ripped off and they have to sew them back on, and uh, it's really oh my great. Gosh. it's like, yes, yeah. yeah, oh, zombie that's great. Mm-hmm. See, Dylan, it's a good thing you didn't pitch zombie football. That's what you said yeah. you didn't pitch. Yeah,
2: you look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, zombie. You know, uh, no, I love that. Well, I can't steal that idea. Uh all right. No, so can when, when, <laughs> when you have like when you have a basic premise and you <clears throat> kinda and you kind of want to work it into a story. Now, Ms. Johnson, I know you work with a writer from you know, you have a novel, then you give it to like a screenwriter, like, I need this to be a movie. Um, but if you had like an original um, like idea, what what are some things that you focus on? You said you focus on like the, the family aspect of things. Right.
0: Um, now I are you- tend to gravitate, but you know, my experience is you know i I've, I've done things a bit differently since the pandemic you know pandemic hit and i sort of buried so i'm i'm doing more producing and executive producing and then acting in the projects so so the reality is is people bring stuff to me
3: and no, they I, say hey
0: we no. have we have the script take a look yeah. at it see if you like it yeah um and uh i I've, I've i've had a number of things that have just really interested me a lot and um, yeah, you know, but they haven't panned out as a lot of times things don't. And so um, I'm working on a couple of things I really can't talk about right now, yeah. but that are, um, they're going to be fun. Yeah. They're going to be so fun.
2: When, when looking, when looking over projects, say, say you were given a, like a, a <laughs> script or a story that was this uh, almost science fictiony uh, mm-hmm. a little bit with, with a lot of a family emotion. Would would you say that it's it's the characters in that story that really drive you to want to work on the project, or the overall idea, knowing you can shape it into something that's your more your it's style? It's
0: actually both. I mean, if the characters they have to be interesting, they have to be they they just have to be compelling, and then they have to be written into the story in a way that uh, makes me want to be in their world or or
1: mm-hmm.
0: or experience what they experience or yeah. I mean yeah. It, it, it really is a bit of both. Yeah. It, it and depends on the genre. Now comedy is comedy. I love campy, uh crazy comedy. Uh, you know, there's a project that I uh, I hope to that we develop but um that is just it's just campy and it'll it's kind of a cult it'll be a cult kind of classic with interesting characters and it's a little bizarre and kind of out there. Um, and then you have the, uh, another project that, that I have been kind of playing around with that. Somebody has brought to me that script is amazing. It needs a little work, but, um, it's a, it's based on a true story. So, um, and it's very heartfelt and if done right. It could be really amazing. So it's just different depends yeah, on the graphic. genre. Yeah. Well,
2: if you need to, if you need to help writing that, uh, Dylan is uh, a very accomplished novelist. Uh, so, Mr. Mulkey, so you have an idea, yeah. and it's a kind of a crazy idea. Say it's zombie football, or say that it's this, you yeah. know, uh, uh, amnesia pill. Um, mm-hmm. What? How do you know what you're working on is like a feature film, or if it's like a short film, or if it's like a cartoon that you got to push off to somebody? Um, in mm. your opinion, like, yeah. wait, what is What's the next step after, like, I got an idea. What, what do I do with this?
3: I, I'm involved. I, I teach and uh, I write at the Ruskin Theater. And um, it's in, in Santa Monica. Um, and I participate in a thing called the Cafe Plays. Here's how it works. Every third Sunday of the month, five writers meet at the cafe. They're, all, they're given a common theme, um, Memorial Day, say because it's coming up. And so, and they're also given two actors, maybe Suzanne and I, the pictures of them, right? They have three hours to write a 10 page play about Memorial Day with Suzanne and Chris, right? And then at one o'clock, they assign a director to each one of those five plays they have five hours for everyone to learn it and block it and get the props, and then at seven thirty at night the play's open, and they and then they do a second performance at nine o'clock, and then it's done. I've done fifty-five of those plays in the last ten years, something like that. Wow! Um, and so you, and you and mine, mine have uh, they're funny, they have sex, and they have violence, um, pretty much every time. Awesome. Yeah. yeah trifecta trifecta of entertainment right there tell them now so (laughs) so so i sit in front of my computer and and um and i get my actors bingo and i sit there i have a cup of coffee and then i'll probably call a friend because i don't know maybe i want to i maybe i don't know why it just i divert i get an idea and then um then i go and i just do it so okay that's What you're talking about, inspiration, when are you going to, you know, you get the idea and you go, let's go with this idea. Now, I was writing one, one time, um, and it was about, I don't know what the theme was, but I had two wonderful actors. And the scene was, he was at the cafe. They're always set in a cafe, right? So you don't have to change the scenery. And he's writing and she she walks in, and, and he starts complaining to her about why did you want to meet me here? There's no internet here. Um, the, the coffee is terrible. This, and he's just tearing her down and just you know ripping her. And um, and I'm I'm writing this stuff, and the guy's being terrible, mean to her, mean to her. And halfway through it, and I went, wait a minute. I said this is a this is going to be terrible. How can I redeem this? So suddenly he does something. And the and he grabs her and they look at each other, and the play starts over. And suddenly, I have the actor, the the female actor, say to the male actor what he was saying to her. And so the jokes that he was uh, and the really cool he was laying on the woman, the woman was laying on the man now. So it's the, it was a switch of switch of roles.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it
3: and it was it was fantastic, and uh, the the people really nailed it. Now so. Okay, so I do that. So, what do I want? It when I find a project, I'm really careful about what I get involved with because it's like kind of like a marriage, you know. And so you finally you're like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> so, so careful who you sleep with. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. or, or what you <laughs> care what you wish for. That's one of my songs. Yeah. I have a song called "Careful What You Wish For." <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, so, uh, if I have a great intuitive feeling about, um, the idea itself and I want to be involved with it, I'm writing, I'm writing, a am writing a, 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 a mafia drama right now and, um, uh, and, uh, and, um, I don't have any partners on it it's a great drama, but, um, if I was going to write with someone, I would be really, uh, um thorough about who I was gonna write with. Like Annika's husband, Rich Newey, he and I wrote a couple of scripts together that are fantastic. Um and he's a great writer. And um but you, you don't want to saddle up with someone who's a goofball. You know, so you kinda wanna vet them before you Because yeah. you 'Cause you're gonna spend it like a year, two years with this person. It's like, oh, man yeah so and but it's i've been very lucky so i i haven't been uh i've been haven't been disappointed yet but i've walked away from stuff yeah yeah
2: so it's like it's a little bit of communal effort uh yeah that's interesting because i I have an idea and usually and and even the way that this you know this show started was you know i had these stupid ideas at three o'clock in the morning and i would text him to dylan and uh (laughs) then we would kind of try to work them into something um now uh miss johnson when when working on this you know Things kind of evolve when you start working together. Now, mm. the, the product that you wanted to put, you know, at, at the beginning of this versus the product at the end of uh, The World Without You from no, you know, help Totally to, different. Yeah, like- I, It's totally different. Yeah. What,
0: what, what the actually, um, the actually, the original tone of the movie had had more of a political feel. And so, you know, we did all the scenes that would create... Remember the interview, Chris, mm-hmm. Chris Yeah, we yeah. were on? It did, there was just all kinds of opportunities for this to be that. And so the first pass, that didn't work. It was very clear that that was not the movie. So went back to the drawing board, literally, mm-hmm. and recreated it and ended up with this.
3: When we went on TV, Suzanne... Um, mm-hmm. For that for that interview, the network, yeah. where the yes. quasi quasi CNN or whatever mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Um, I thought it was a great uh, idea for a scene. It worked out great. Um, mm-hmm. You know that she was the lead sled dog in that, and he was just like just like oh, I'm along for the ride, you know, whatever <laughs> she wants. I thought that was a great dynamic for them. Yes,
0: yes, and to play. And, you know, and trying to make the decision on what stays and what goes. Mm-hmm you know, there, if you, if you keep some one thing, then you, in order to, for it to still fit in the movie, you got to keep something else and then you got to keep something else. And then, so we had to make a decision. Um, and we decided that this was a story about a family. And um, we felt like, and because we did screening, we did screenings in Chicago and LA and the overwhelming, you know, um, that was one of the comments in the very beginning was what, what's your story? Is this a political drama or is this a story about a family grieving family? Mm. And so I thought, oh, you know, I it, it, because when you're so close to it, you cannot be objective about what you're watching anymore because mm. I was in love with it all. And mm. so... Um, but I wasn't going to be precious about it. You know, I was going to listen to what people that had been doing this long, much longer than me had to say. So, um, we decided that this was stronger as, um, a, a family drama. And, and also that way there wasn't any, I, I, I didn't feel like there was any real lead to the movie. I think everybody had an equal role in this movie. Everyone's story was just as compelling as the next. I mean, you know, Annika's story, I mean, Noelle's, I mean, that was a real strong storyline. I mean, and what she mm. had to say and what she was going through. But, you know, um Lily had an equally strong feeling about things and strong. And and um Clarissa, you know, what was going on with her, so I, we felt like that if we had all the other stuff, it was just distracting us from what we felt like was the real story.
2: Yeah, and was. I think you ended up with, with the right thing. Because I think that if it would have leaned a little bit more into like the, the like the, the, maybe the, uh, the political stuff, mm-hmm. uh, there would have been more question of what this movie was trying to do. Uh, yes. Here, watching people just watching a family break while trying to stay together, uh, I think mm-hmm. was so, so successful. Um, Thank you. Yeah, But no, thank you guys. I really want to take, I really want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart uh, for taking your time to talk to us. We're trying so hard to do the things that you guys are doing. And it's so cool that uh, you just spend a little bit of your time uh, just really uh, inflating our egos and making sure that we know that uh, it can be done. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh thank my you. goodness. Uh, thank you for having This is for- yeah. <laughs> this uh,
0: quite the honor.
2: Oh no, we trust me. It's yeah, for me. No. I, I we've been looking forward for this for about two weeks now. Um okay, Chris Yay. Mulkey, is there anything other than your SoundCloud account? Is there anything you would like people to know about you
3: or find for you? Um you can go on Spotify and just um and listen to my music, Chris Malkey and my band Del- Deluxe Um and just listen to the music and groove with that. I'm gonna go They're top
0: uh, notch. They're really good.
3: Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna go down to uh I'm going down to St. Augustine, Florida in two weeks and play music with my friend Bill Murray in the uh, Murray Brothers uh, charity event down there. Oh, wow, so we're going to go down great. and rock rock down there with Ira Dean and all these guys. And then uh, what else am I doing? And then I'm doing a charity event um, for, uh, for the Ukrainian disaster. Uh, we're going to play some music Wonderful. for those guys out in Palm nice Springs. And, and then if you're in, if you're in Los Angeles, on I think the 21st of May, we're playing Harvell's a great blues bar in Santa Monica that I played before. And, and then I'm going to go to, I think I'm going to go out to your farm, Suzanne, this summer and do a concert with my band and just like t- tear it up. Would
0: you like to come? Cool. You know what? You, it's an open <laughs> invitation to my place in North Carolina. Got 36 yeah. acres. You can make as much noise as you want. Big house.
3: Cool. All right. Wait, is that open go. to us too? Cause we yeah, have yeah, been man. trying oh, to get oh, Okay. Yeah. We've been trying to get for a while.
0: That's why I built it We're right on the river.
3: Well, you guys oh, are both it. Zach. Europe. You guys play music, don't you? Trumpet or trombone or trombone, guitar, you. ukulele, Remember, <laughs> a ukulele. <I'm> a <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. I'm. I'm totally trombone. Well, well that's great, Harrison. Suzanne. Well, I'll be there. I'm going to be in. I'm going to be in Raleigh. Um, I'm going to be in Raleigh, Durham on the 27th of May doing a uh, a signing thing. Are you by Raleigh, Durham? Are you? Are, no, are you, I'm
0: about five hours. I'm. I'm in the north west part of the state. I'm almost to Tennessee.
3: I'm oh, about yeah. a half an
0: hour forty minutes from Knoxville. Oh or oh, if you yeah. know where Asheville is, I'm about uh thirty-five, forty minutes north.
1: Oh, my sister oh. was in Shelby. So it's really? yeah, perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. yeah, I got I got friends. And I'm, I'm my telling
0: you, you guys have my number.
3: We'll be done there. Now. Reach out. All okay, right, love to have like, you. You you cool. made a mistake by
2: inviting us because we are never gonna leave. We're just gonna keep <laughs> yeah. pitching ideas to you nonstop. Uh Ms. Johnson, other than uh people to, to and, and I cannot stress this enough, please go watch uh The World Without You. But other than this beautiful movie, which you could find uh almost everywhere soon, but literally search for it. Um, but other than that, is there anything you would like people to to find of yours? No,
0: no at this point, um I have a lot of things that are a work in progress. You know, yeah. I I uh pandemic. I uh, changed my viewpoint on, on a lot of things. And so right now I am just living life to the fullest. I have six grandchildren now, so, and they all live out of state. I'm spending a lot of time traveling to them. A lot of time in North Carolina. I'm, I'm just going to, uh, and, and, and the projects are <coughs> are just sort of something I enjoy doing. It's not something I have to do. And, um, and that's kind of how, where I am right now.
2: Yeah, well, you're yeah. you're great at it. Uh, watch thank this you. movie, I would have not, I would not have expected to see your IMDb page be so short. I, swore <laughs> that that you uh, you are like a, well, a master. I'm,
0: I'm a nurse. I'm actually a nurse.
2: Well, you're yeah. I, oh. I, I there. Think you know that's the right <laughs> thing. Right, uh, but either right. way, folks, we do appreciate you. We appreciate the work that you do. We appreciate the creativity that you bring. And once thank again, you we you. definitely appreciate the time just talking to us.
3: So hey, we, Zach. I dessert. just want I just want to thank Suzanne for having me in her movie.
2: I (laughs) want to thank Suzanne for having you in her movie.
3: (laughs) Come on now.
0: You were the best choice we could have made. You know what? And I've got this lifelong friend here. You know, movie making and this business should be about relationships. It should not just be about the bottom line. And and that's how I approach everything in life, including my uh, my career. All
2: right. This is so beautiful. And we'll definitely see you at a bonfire in North Carolina very soon. Uh, I'm
0: telling
2: (laughs) you. I'm sincere. Well, thank you guys again. And uh but before anything else, uh they've been Chris Milky and Suzanne Johnson. He has been Dylan Terry. I have been Zach Wiseman. But you've been great. Have a great day. Bye Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.